live for the second half on the Pure West Radio Facebook page as we bring you Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties. From Pembroke Dock to Pancheston for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. A man from Templeton has to pay a total of £1,485 and has had six points put on his licence after he admitted to driving 84 miles an hour in a 50 mile an hour zone. Kieran Tanti of Knights Court admitted speeding through the single justice procedure when his case was heard at Cardiff Court on Thursday, November 16th. The court heard that the 37-year-old drove his Porsche, complete with personalised number plates on the A48 Eastern Avenue at more than one and a half times the speed limit on May 25th this year. He was also ordered to pay £126 victim surcharge and a £90 cost. After hearing of significant work pressures on staff, a committee has decided an urgent service improvement plan is needed for the council's property division. A report on Pembrokeshire County Council's property department raised concerns about capacity, response times and the ability of the team to deal with its workload, which members of the Services Overview and Scrutiny Committee heard on November 16th had increased significantly while staff levels had almost halved. A report to committee states that the overall asset portfolio had a valuation of £810 million with a wide range of assets including schools, administrative buildings, infrastructure assets and vehicles. Councillor Tony Wilcox said improving pay and conditions was something that's got to be done otherwise we are not going to provide the service we need to provide but was told it was not as simple as increasing pay for certain roles with other considerations including council tax rates and job evaluation. A proposal from Councillor D. Clements that Cabinet be asked to procure an urgent service improvement plan for the department and report that to the next meeting was unanimously supported by the committee with Chairman Councillor Rob Summons adding he felt that there had been a cry for help. Furthermore, Cabinet Member for Finance Councillor Bob Kilminster said pay and condition reviews were more complicated with national, regional and trade union agreements to be considered as well as the many, many millions of pounds that would be required to fund it. Data on the costs involved would be provided to a budget seminar, Councillor Kilminster said, as previously agreed, adding the council has had historically the lowest council tax in Wales and that's why our terms and conditions are lower than other authorities. Councillor Reg Owens added that the council appeared to compete on senior salaries and said what's good for the goose is good for the gander. An ultra runner has spoke of her experience running the Pembrokeshire Coastal Path in a record-breaking time. Sana Duthi ran the 186-mile Pembrokeshire Coastal Path in a record-breaking 51.5 hours without any sleep to help raise money for the Welsh Air Ambulance. Former college learner Sani Duthi, an office manager by day and active runner by night, shared her experience of running the Coastal Path in the record-breaking time. She said, I realised I wasn't too bad at that. That distance and then that's what I got it in my head about doing the whole thing. Speaking further she said there were times when I just wanted to quit and I even started to hallucinate but I used a tactic where rather than focus on the whole run I broke it down into sections and this made things less overwhelming. Sana was the first female to run the entire coastal path and breaking the previous record of 64 hours and 32 minutes and raised an impressive £5,768.14 for the charity. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Follow Pure West Radio on Twitter 
at Pure West Radio. Well, a very good evening and welcome to the second half on Pure West Sports with Pembrokeshire Properties. I'm Ben Stone with me, as always, Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas. And we're ready for another hour looking at the latest sporting stories from Pembrokeshire and beyond. Good to be back this evening and coming up between now and nine, we'll look back on the latest Football news with plenty of action for Haverford West County and lots of goals once again across Pembrokeshire this weekend. We'll have to ask where next for Manchester United as Solskjaer becomes the latest manager to lose his job at Old Trafford. And we'll look back on the autumn internationals and that last gasp win for Wales against Australia. Hopefully the start of some Aussie defeats with the Ashes just a few weeks mm-hmm. away. And on with us before nine will be Pembroke Dock cricketer Nick Daly. He skippered their B-side to the title in the indoor cricket second division and completed the three peaks challenge this weekend so plenty to talk about there that's all to come on pure west sport between now and nine fraser good evening to you how are you not too bad ben is at the uh, the dot com as it's called now on the weekend swansea.com mm. for swansea blackpool <laughs> late equalizer for blackpool but um it was a bit disappointing two points dropped there but wonderful goal from joel piro and and they're a really good side actually but very underrated worked very hard off the ball and, and are you in the camp, Fraser, that you'll never refer to new grounds by their, those new names? So will it always be the Liberty Stadium? Well, I always start off in that camp and then over time that tends to wash away. Didn't I? I never thought I'd be calling the Principality the Principality. It would always have been the Millennium to me. And I, I still slip up now. I call it the Liberty as opposed to the Swansea.com, but I'll get used to it in time. Yeah, I just I find it hard. I remember when Newcastle United became the Sports Director. Reader and, <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, you understand it sometimes, but the, the change never, it doesn't normally no. catch on. Old Trafford. It'll always be Old Trafford, Gordon, won't it? It will definitely, as far as I'm concerned, mate. I'm that old. Well, listen, we will, t- we will talk to you about Solskjaer in a few moments because that was the, the big story from the weekend. But I think we should start by uh, looking at what happened at, across Pembrokeshire this mm-hmm. weekend because there were, there were loads of goals. Let's actually start at, at the Bridge Meadow Stadium, shall we? Where, uh, or should, in fact, on that note, the Oggy Bridge Meadow Stadium. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Haverford West County uh, went down to a 2-1 defeat, didn't they? Um, disappointment, that, for, for Wayne Jones because they have been on a decent run and it does leave them in 10th spot in the table now. Yeah, do you want, um, well, we had the Aberystwyth win, didn't we, over TNS the week before, and I think it couldn't have worked out worse for Alfred West. It was the two teams below them were actually playing, weren't they? I think mm. Aberystwyth Cardiff met Friday night. Aberystwyth seemed to have built up a real head of steam, won again to actually leave. Um, Halford West was his joint second bottom. I think Kevin Druids are essentially gone, but joint second bottom on 15 points. So it became a crucial game with Carnarvon. And we know Wayne Jones on the first hour of the show previous week has said it was crucial because they are one of the sides. They were two places above, above the Bluebirds. And realistically, they're the sort of side they're going to be battling to get into the tip, top six, which Halford West want. But they've got to be careful now because there's two different narratives here. They're only five points off the top six. That's not insurmountable with eight games to go. A lot can happen. They're also only about the relegation zone goal difference so as well as looking up and having that target which have been very vocal about and the chairman Rob Edwards was vocal about when he came on this show they do have to look over their shoulders a mm. bit as well and they will be doing that Gordon there's no doubt about it and the thing with the the uh, Welsh Premier League it is always very tight the split 
keeps it very interesting as well. But as Fraser said, there's, there's not many points separating top and bottom. So Wayne will feel if we can just turn the corner and, and get back on the winning way, all of a sudden things will look a bit better. Yeah, there's only 12 teams in the division, so things can quickly change, as you just pointed out, the, the points differences between the teams. I mean, two wins, and they, they, they could well be up near the top six or not in the top six. Um, they're having a difficult time. They've lost a lot of players over the course of the season unfortunately and uh, they're relying heavily on a, a 11 or 12 players with a few academy boys on the bench who are getting some game time which is good but uh, it's important that they do try and string a couple of results together before they split and try and get in that top six it's going to be a, a tough ask Wayne knows that he won't hide from that fact but uh, once the January transfer market comes in now I'm I'm sure that they will definitely strengthen to uh, try and stay in the the Welsh Premier, whether in the the bottom six or whether in the top six, they're going to have to recruit to uh, ensure that they they do much better in the second half of the season. Flint Town next, isn't it? I think in in two weeks' time. Would you anticipate January, uh, Fraser, being busy for for the Bluebirds in terms of some players coming in? Because the squad has been stretched at times. As Gordon said, some of the youngsters have been involved. But you you do need to have some experience in there as well. Without doubt. But they can't rely on that in terms of this campaign before the split. Because I think we're talking, aren't we, eight games until that split. We just mentioned that. They have two weeks off now, but I haven't counted up. There's a good deal of four or five games. You know, Christmas is a busy period before January. Yeah. So you're only talking two or three games to mm. you know to bring in new signings and they're not going to gel overnight so yeah um, absolutely I'd be, I'd be amazed if there wasn't any activity in January that's my answer to that but it could come too late in terms of this this particular yeah. section of the campaign so they need to concentrate on here and now Okay, we'll continue with the latest news from Haverford West, of course, on uh, Pure West Radio. We're big supporters of the Bluebirds, so hopefully they can turn that round. Uh, what about in the uh, Pembrokeshire League this weekend? Uh, there were there were loads of goals. We seem to say this every week, don't we? There's goals galore across Pembrokeshire at the moment. Um, no doubt in the game of the day, though, chaps. Carew um, 4, Haken United 5. And it was a last gasp Haken winner, wasn't it? Yeah, we saw all these, these fitness expeditions and this training that was going on in lockdown I mean, many defensive drills were going on <laughs> they were but no I mean an actual a swing in momentum for the first time in the season isn't it yeah, in, a, in, a, yeah. in a title race if we're calling it that already I think Kerry equalised a dramatic own goal by Ben Aldred in injury time only for Haken as we've seen him do so often you know it's four all Justin Harding scored four Ashley Bev in the 96th minute Goodick then surprisingly held three all at Hundleton. We heard from Jack Richards in the first hour. That was a game Hundleton could even won as well. But you look at the teams below, it's a big opportunity now. I'm, I'm still pretty adamant. I think it'll be Goodick and Haken in the top two. But, you know, you've got Clarbiston Road right up there. Fishguard, who, who lost to Pennar actually, on, on Saturday. Those two teams are now. And even Hundleton, who, who we thought after three games had a six-pointer with Tish, uh, are now actually taken 12 from their last six and are up there too. So while there'll be a few twists and turns with the top two I think it's a big chance for some of these clubs to actually notch a a rare third place finish good yeah definitely I mean the weather's changed as well now Fraser and uh, Mm. it's got a bit (laughs) heavier it's not these lovely pitches they they had at the beginning of the season that's uh, no disrespect to Hundleton that's where they come into their home they dig deep they get stuck in and uh, they were rewarded on Saturday it's not flat on there either is it it's not flat on there (laughs) and uh, let's be honest Hundleton deserved that uh, 
draw as well. Uh, Goodick, we're very, very thankful, Wayne O'Sullivan, uh, Wayne O'Sullivan and his boys, to come away with a point. And it's made the title race a little bit more mm. uh, enjoyable now. Uh, uh, Haken will sniff a chance here. And uh, as Fraser said, they left it late to win. Uh, and Clarbus and Road have been playing very well. Uh, they've had a couple of hiccups against the bigger sides, but Decent they're side. quite yeah, yeah they're quite capable of um, you know turning one of those sides over during the course of the season. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting running. It's the bottom okay. two, Gord. I have grave concerns about. Yeah, we, we do, Fraser. We don't we want do. to see it pan out like this. But Narbeth currently rock bottom with a goal difference of minus fifty three. Mm, yeah, Tish, Tish mm. have a better goal difference still on naught points. They're five points off named already. Yeah, you don't want to see that, especially you know Tish, a team that's coming up we know about Narba's struggles but we'd like to see them battle you don't, want to, see the, you don't want to see the bottom two at this stage already no. taking shape well listen in the first hour of the show every week we, we do the, the scores and the scorers from all of the matches played across Pembrokeshire so, so don't miss that we'll just uh, mention the uh, three senior cup games as well that, that mm. were played on Saturday uh, Pembroke Borough 4 Haverford West Cricket Club 3 that was after extra time uh, St Clair's 3 Monkton Swifts 1 yeah. uh, Tenby 2 Merlins Bridge 2 and Merlins Bridge won on penalties 3-1. So even in the cup matches, there were, there were goals and, and plenty of excitement. Well, Tenby have been coming back through the leagues. We know after reforming to what I think is Division 3 now, and, and that is the first sign, really, that they are the real deal. We say it's, it's easy sometimes to reform and, and blitz your way back through the Division 5 and 4, you know, and they've got yeah. to be lost on penalties. The first real sign that they are the real deal, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know the Bridge are going through a transitional period, to be mm. fair to them. They are now playing some younger players probably a couple of seasons too late uh, but on saying that Moncton had a surprise uh, defeat against St Clair's mm. uh, Fraser and uh, you know I was expecting the Swifts to go there and uh, win uh, but um, you know the cup that's what the romance of the cup is these uh, shock results happen yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, if you if you want to feature on the show, do get in touch with us. We, we love talking about the Pembrokeshire Football League. So sport at purewestradio.com or leave us a message on the Facebook page. Plenty more local football coverage to come uh, in the weeks ahead. The big story that broke, of course, over the weekend, Gordon, um, was the fact that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was fired as Manchester United manager. That broke on Saturday night, happened on Sunday morning. Uh, what, what was your take? Because, you know, there have been some bad results of late, but just the performance at Watford meant there was no, there was no room to go, was there? No, no, no time left for Ole. Uh, it's a results business now. You, you know, you had it with Tottenham Hotspur the other week as well, Ben. You know, there's uh, there's no sentiment in uh, the Premier League anymore. Oli Sol- uh, yeah, Solskjaer's done a, a decent job at Manchester United, but uh, he hasn't quite got the right results. We we lost in uh, the Europa League. We've lost in semi-finals of the FA Cup. We just can't get any silverware in that cabinet at the moment. So. Um, I do get a little bit um, upset with uh, the, the, the squad itself. Um, there's too many prima donnas, in my uh, opinion. Not that I'm in the changing room, but there's too many egos in there. And it's not just Manchester United. It's in football uh, throughout. They, they're just earning too much money. They're above their stations. They're not working hard for the team and for the club. And um, it's quite disgusting, really. But uh, it's just the way of the world at the moment. But and I, um, I, I don't know if either of you saw Solskjaer did an interview with MUTV yeah. and, and he, he comes across as an eminently nice person, doesn't he? Who yeah, possibly got absolutely. that job uh, ahead of time. He didn't really have the, 
the, the the longevity in management to back up getting that job. It's arguable if you would have got the job in the Premier League anywhere else. But you know, you, you do see it work when teams go for legends, and and that's what they did. They they took a punt. Actually hasn't done an awful job at Manchester United. He just hasn't won anything. Yeah, Man United were in a bad place before Solskjaer came, but he's, he mm. sorted out the backroom staff and it was a happy place at Old Trafford, I believe. And, uh, he, you know, he can take a lot of gratitude from that as well. He can hold his head up high. He did a decent job and he can walk away with his head held up high as well. And mm. uh, it's, it's just the nature of football at this moment in time. Nothing surprises me. Fraser, the margins are fine, aren't they? Solskjaer himself said that. He said, "Had you know, had we had we scored a twelfth penalty in the Europa League, we we, we would have won it." Yeah, yeah. So th- yeah, there there is that, I, and I, I heard that a bit, and a follow-up from Gordon said that Solskjaer did a lot of good behind the scene, and, and I don't think I think the sports science department sorted out yeah. managers and we were lagging way behind Man City and Liverpool in that, and you know. Was he the man in the manager to take them back to the elite level they wanted to be to, to win Premiership titles, chance of Champions League? No, that's my honest opinion, and I've got nothing against him. I, I think he's a, a very dignified and fine individual. And like I said, he went a long way to mending um, things and building a lot of bridges, and he was signing young players again. I think what he has become a victim of, and this is where I feel sorry for him, is a club which doesn't know what it is. I think it's a club that's been stuck ever since mm-hmm. 2013 when Alex Ferguson left between the need to rebuild and the need to brand itself as the mm-hmm. biggest club in the world. you know, And you've had, mm-hmm. you had a transfer policy which which Solskjaer was building and when he was signing the likes of, of Maguire and Wambasaka and, and Daniel James, I thought, right, this is, this is finally it. This is finally United realising that the Ferguson era is gone and it's time to rebuild and bring in young players. And then it seemed to be totally contradicted by the board bringing in the signings this year. Jaden Sancho, yes, is a good young player, but just didn't seem to fit the mould of what United exactly. needed. And yeah. then you had the Ronaldo signing, which was almost seemed to be a reaction to the fact that Manchester City were going to take him. And Ronaldo, who, who is a phenomenal player, he's in the discussion for one of the greatest of all time, and not many are in that. Was he brought to fit in a system, or was he brought simply because he was Cristiano Ronaldo and he was available? You know, and they've gone in so many different directions, that club, from, mm. from Moyes, who was supposedly going to be given time to rebuild, to Van Gaal, to a continental approach, to Mourinho, who the one that couldn't fail, but where you sacrificed perhaps relationships and, and who, by the way, who, who, by, who by the way actually is, was probably the best manager United have had. Since, it, ironically, in terms of success, ironically, you know, and there's been so many different, like I said, different changes of direction, seemingly different philosophies, and the transfer policies haven't made sense. I think there's this structural change needed at that club that goes way above the head of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer so you know do I think he was the man no I don't but I do feel certainly sorry for him and I think he did a much better job than than people realise Who next then because they're going to appoint uh, an interim manager till the end of the season that probably won't be Michael Carrick who is going to be in charge tomorrow it's it's an interesting philosophy the obvious one for me the obvious one for me is Mitchell Pochettino you know he's proved at Spurs that he he will build things and you bring him in and United have to give him and and it's the oldest phrase in football I think me and Gord say it every (laughs) week and yourself they have to give him time you you had a a difficult start at Spurs because he was unpicking a lot and he was building something he was putting his own project together you know he wasn't great to start with at PSG that's coming together now they're nine points clear in France he I believe is the best available and they have to give him time and let him do him things his way the problem is he's not available for us He's open to an approach. Is that right? That's what my sources tell me. There's, there's some Your sources? Is. <laughs> that tomato? Dad, daddy's sauce, I think it was. <laughs> but I, I think you'd be happy with Pochettino. Um, Gordon? 
There's a lot of names being branded about. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Zidane is in the, the hat as well, you know. Um, mm. He did well at Real Madrid, got a close association with the marketing man, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Who knows? I, I, Fraser made an interesting point about Ronaldo signing, and I, I can see where, you, where you're, you're coming from on that, Fraser. I just think, that, I don't think there's any team in the Premier League if you're offered Cristiano Ronaldo, he guarantees you goals. Of course. He's still fit. He's still a world-class player. Yeah. I, I don't think there are many managers that would have said no to the chance to sign him. No, I, I completely understand the dilemma, but it just seemed to me to, to go against the philosophy which Solskjaer had been trying to build in the rebuild mm. job. But yeah, of course, yeah, I see that side. And hindsight's a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, Ronaldo's come in, he scored goals for fun, let's be fair. But if I'm honest as a United fan, we've probably gone backwards since he's come into the team. But then he's also won games in the Champions League, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I know. I know. On his own. I know. Wouldn't it be good to go right back, complete the circle, yeah, and offer, David, offer, offer David Moyes the job, and then we'll just start again? You did not well at West Ham. There'd be no shortage of irony, would there? Yeah. Hey, I wouldn't laugh at things like that. It could happen. <laughs> well, listen, let's get some, some thoughts on that. If you want to leave us a message, any Manchester United fans like Gordon, who, who do you want next? All I'll say on the interim manager, and I did say it a few weeks ago, Gordon, and he's available now. Steve Bruce to to take you through to the end of the season he's available he could well be there he's, he's well thought of at United he could well Fraser's laughing in. I'm not joking no I know what you're saying <laughs> I do understand he's a United man I think stranger things have happened mm. One, you don't manage 1,000 games without no. having something about you as a manager uh, Fraser thinks I'm joking but I'm not, I'm not no joking. I can't see it happening is my honest time he's very close with Alex Ferguson how about Big Sam? Someone's just until the end of the season. He keep them up. <laughs> yes, Fireman Sam. <laughs> Listen, give us your thoughts on who, who should get the United job. Uh, we will, I think, just we'll touch on Swansea in just a few moments. Actually, Fraser, because uh, Russell Martin was linked with Rangers, stayed put, uh, one all draw against Blackpool. So we'll just get your thoughts on that in a few moments. Having been at the game, and we'll turn our attention to a different shape ball. I think, and we'll talk rugby after that last gasp win uh, mm. for Wales against Australia and, and, and England for England against, and England's win against South Africa thank Last you last gasp uh, we will pick that up as well and uh, we'll be talking to Nick Daly before nine as well at uh, Pembroke Dock winning Division B of the Indoor Cricket League but he was involved with the Three Peaks Challenge this weekend as well as we found out last week on the show so Nick will be with us before nine right here on Pure West Sport enjoy learning something new want to learn Welsh Shemai Shuduti Doing hoffy dusty camaraderie. Learning online is easier than you think. You can learn Welsh in your garden. You can learn Welsh from your kitchen. You can learn Welsh from your lounge. You can learn Welsh from your spare room. You can learn Welsh sat next to your dog. Friendly tutors are there to help you learn and to make sure you have fun doing it. And the best part is, you can now do it from home. There's plenty of help available. The tutors are great. I'm enjoying learning Welsh. It's the most satisfying thing I've ever done. With 50% discount for beginners, what are you waiting for? Just sign up. Visit learnwelsh.com for full details. Introducing MyPems, the online marketplace for independent sellers in Pembrokeshire. Looking to take the hassle out of marketing and selling your products online? Want to reach new audiences or customers whilst being part of a bigger community of local businesses and retailers? Then check out mypems.com. We're only a click away and could be the answer to taking the stress out of selling your products online. So whether you're a shop, an independent artist or maker, 
connect direct with customers, and join a growing movement looking to buy locally at MyPems. For the perfect solution, contact Lillian and the team at MyPems.com. How are you, Bob? Good, thanks, Chris. Is it true what I heard? Yeah, we're officially the best butchers in Wales. That's amazing, Chris. Massive congratulations to you and the team. Oh, thanks, Bob. So what can we get for you? Well, Chris, uh, could I have a selection of your award-winning meats? Oh, don't forget to include a pack of Pembrokeshire's best burgers. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Welsh Butcher Shop of the Year. Providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for over 70 years. We're open for orders either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763387. Oh, Loch Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the Riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Loch Farm Ice Cream. Pure West Radio. I called to say not sorry, but I wish you the best And I don't hold no grudge, just promise this ain't a test We okay, we okay
it's Monday evening and it's Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties. Loads to talk about on the show uh, this evening. Want your messages then for who uh, who should take over now that Solskjaer has been sacked by Manchester United. We'll get the latest uh, from the Indoor Cricket League from Fraser in a sec. And we will talk about uh, rugby after a weekend in the Autumn Internationals of uh, last gasp moments. A great win for uh, Wales in Cardiff and for England against South Africa as well. Uh, Fat Fraser, why don't you just give us the update? Have you got the Indoor Cricket League scores from the, from this evening to hand because I'm sure Nick Daly, who's with us, might be interested to hear those as well. So what, what's happened this evening? Well, Nick won't say know much about this. He's from the Real League, the A League. Um, two, <laughs> two, two, two scores. Are, no, wow. two, two scores are coming there. Nail and Day have beaten Narbeth comfortably after scoring 145 for three, so they're moving close towards another title. And much more importantly, ha- um, San Rian have beaten Halford West. Halford West on 83 for five. Uh, San Rina passed that 85. And Nicky didn't so. make the team again, mate. Nick, Nick's had his trophy. He's all right. <laughs> no, but Fraser didn't make the team. That's why he's here, Nick. Yeah, sorry. I should read that out again. And under strength, San Rian have, uh, have beaten have <laughs> He has just told us, Nick, the reason is it clashes with doing the show every week. I, I don't know, Gordon. Did you believe No, him? I don't I, believe I, one I, word of it. I, he just can't get in the team. It's as simple this, as that. This place needs to be some order. Anyway, let's, let's, let's welcome Nick in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let, let's talk to Nick. Um, from uh, Pembroke Docks, they uh, clinched the Division B title in the indoor cricket this weekend. But they actually did it, uh, having had a number of the players involved with the Three Peaks Challenge uh, just 24 hours or so before. So let, let's start with that, Nick. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. Excellent. Just, tired, but, uh, yeah, yeah t- tell people who are watching and listening right now, uh, tell us how your weekend stacked up and, and why you were doing the Three Peaks Challenge to start with. Um, so we're doing the Three Peaks Challenge for um, St. Posey Cremory, a mental health charity, and for Callum Jones, one of our players who is recovering from serious neck injuries. Um it was the toughest challenge we, uh, we've ever done. It was so it was so tough. Um, <clears throat> we left at nine nine o'clock on Friday evening. Got to Snowdon roughly around half past one. Um, started the climb then at two a.m. and we just carried on from from there. We got home yesterday about half past one last night. What's it like um, psychologically, Nick? Starting starting something like that at two a.m. Um, how were you feeling when you, when you kicked that off on Friday night or Saturday morning? I think the first one, um, the adrenaline kicked in because obviously we're excited. It was our first one, um, but then when we got when we got down from the first one to travel to the second one, that's when it was really tough. The, we, the legs were stiffening up, and um, we're doubting ourselves. But we had an amazing team. Everyone put, pulled together, um, helped each other along. It was a really big team effort, really. Nick, as we mentioned with with Pete last week, obviously, you know, so much great charity work goes on, and the Pembroke Dock, to be fair, for the NHS in the last couple of years, and another charity done so much great work as well. But this one was for a particularly poignant reason, and poignant to everyone involved. For Callum, you just mentioned there, and and therefore, you know, the last thing you, you didn't you wanted to do after all the support was not make it, obviously, within the twenty four hours. So after such a difficult time, at what point did did you realise as a group? We're going to do this. We're going to make it. When we conquered the um, Kadir Idris one, that was brutal, absolutely brutal. The when we um, we got we got past the lake, you go up over the peak, up to the peak, which you think is the peak, but it's not the peak. <laughs> you go down again and then back up to the peak, and say it was so brutal. Coming down that one, we thinking two's done, and Penavan, we've done that before. Right. We just thought we can get it done now. And it's uh, that second one. We, when we smashed the second one, we were well, well, 
that made it really. And obviously, there's a lot of teamwork and camaraderie and great togetherness now, and, and no doubt about that. And, and it was great to see the updates actually on, on social media as you went along. But I got to ask, and, and I want name names here, right? And, and, and name Kingdom if you have to. There must have been some dark moments there and some tense moments. Who were who did you want to give a smack to most, mate? At what time? <laughs> Did you mention Pete Kingdom then? Did yeah, you? yeah. Name, name Kingdom by all means, or anyone. Yeah. anyone. Pete Kingdom. Yeah, Pete Kingdom. <laughs> um, no, it, uh, we got a great bunch of boys there. Yeah. Um, they helped along. There was some tears. There was some um, swearing, mm-hmm. but it's teamwork. We got through. Mm-hmm. We pushed ourselves. We, we um, pushed each other to get up that mountain and down the mountain, and uh, it's it's it, what an experience like really the experience of. Uh, doing the free peaks, yeah. conquering the free peaks. We will live with us now. Rest our lives. It's, uh, it's an amazing achievement, oh, really. Well, I'll pass you on the gourd now. But yeah, we, we just had a life. We, we oh, move sorry, away God. from the mountains now and to the silverware. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pembroke Dock winning the uh, B League. Uh, congratulations on that, uh, Nick. That's, that, that's yeah. absolutely fantastic. How many were the boys playing who actually <laughs> did the three peaks? Was it just yourself? No, me, Pete, and Josh. So that's incredible! How, how were you feeling playing in the game? With the legs um, tired? Were you? Yeah, I got LBW because I work with my feet. So, <laughs> <laughs> but fair play, Peter and Josh. They, they were excellent. They, they, I think Peter had twenty-five not out or twenty-seven not out. Josh had nineteen. Yeah, uh, took a crack and catch off the wall as really? well. Yeah, the boys were outstanding. Fair play to get up after getting home for two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Getting there for well, getting home then. at two o'clock in the morning is probably normal, but that's coming out after having a <laughs> yeah. pint. But after climbing the mountains, yeah, I understand. Well, see, yeah. It is you've been to bed a long time on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an early one, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have actually had a live message from a Peak Kingdom there saying togetherness oh. and ibuprofen with the, uh, with the keys. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's talking about the three peak challenge or the cricket there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm more serious about the cricket as well, Pete. Obviously, you. Um, You've entered two teams into this league, very much an eye on development, looking at the team you picked in the A League and, and a few of the more experienced heads I know is back in the, in the B League there. But building towards next year now, you're in Division 1 for the, for the first time ever as Pembroke Dock, I'll get that right. Um, <laughs> and Are you happy with the direction the club's going and, and with the progress you've been able to make indoor as well, building towards next season? Oh, definitely, Um we got a, our skipper is so driven, uh, Scott. Mm. Um, he he's training mad. We, we train hard, and I, I I really believe we we will surprise a few people in our first division this year. They got, our youngsters getting better. Um, there is a couple of old heads, but every club's got a couple of old heads. The youngsters are getting better. Mm. They're, they're going to come through. We could do with a couple of signings. I I do agree. We maybe have a bowler or a all rounder maybe, but we will surprise a few teams. We're we're confident. We've got a good set of boys. They work hard, so bring it on, I think. Yeah. Have you got any more fundraising challenges lined up? Well, I funny you say that, though. Um, <laughs> there was on Twitter today something about the um, December calendar, running <laughs> running a mile for, for the 1st of December, two miles 2nd of December, three miles 3rd of uh, December. Yeah. Right, but yeah. I don't know, but I'm not yeah. sure about that one yet. Yeah, plenty <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. of days in December. Uh, just just oh, reading yeah. the stats, actually. So it's it, it, total walking distance, 23 miles um, to do the three peaks. That, does that sound about right, Nick? Um, I think it was 19 or okay. 19 miles. I think something like that. 
a total ascent of 10 that were just over 10,000 feet as well um, and i bet you can relive the whole thing w- walking up ha- what was the mo- what was the most challenging bit of the climb and the other question i wanted to ask related to that um people often say that, that coming down can be just as hard as well is that accurate yeah the the hardest one with the cardio address by 100 percent the the decline um it was brutal and my knees are stressed from that it's awful they're constantly on your toes on your knees yes yeah. it's a lot worse than climbing 100 uh, had you done I'd much of climbing my wood that then go down had you done much before neck at all before you before you did this had you done much yeah, locally we, what what prep yeah, work had you done we did some walks we did some hill jogs we did uh cardio RS before and penavan just to see what it's like but obviously we could be um do it free on a bounce so but yeah, we, we we did the best that we can, but we could have been better really. We could have trained a bit no. more. But uh, <laughs> I think we, all of us did so well. We, we got to be proud of our achievements, and as I say, for for a great cause. What so, was waiting at the finish? Was it? I mean, you must have earned a beer when you when you finished on on the early Saturday. Up, I had a beer at the top of Penavan. I had one <laughs> on the top of Penavan. Uh, I had I had one. Then we got home. And then we had a, quite a few yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Hydration is very important after a challenge like that. No, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, how, how about yeah. the fundraising part, Nick? Do you, do you know how much you, you've managed to raise so far? No, we well at the minute when I last looked online was uh, eighteen hundred and ninety-five online. Um, then plus our donations from the sponsor forms. Um, someone messaged me today for a donation of five hundred pounds as well. Oh, so we're looking over six grand, I'd say, at the minute. Wow. Excellent. Be more. I, I think it really could be more as well. And that's a brilliant effort. Yeah. Go on, Freddie. Sorry. See, I was just saying, as they made it, and keep my tenner now as well. Um, <laughs> I, I had to take it back, but no, no, no. Fair play. That, that's fantastic amount. And, and how's the, how's the recovery been? Obviously, you, you, part of your recovery was clinching the title on Sunday, but how's it been since? How are you feeling today? Well, he rehydrated <laughs> yesterday. He told you that. <laughs> bit tired today. This is a way I was not too bad yesterday. That's from but... the beer, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> bit tired today. Bit eight today, but um, I'm back to work tomorrow, so I'll be it'll be all right. Oh, good okay. stuff. Well, listen, a double congratulations from us all. A, a brilliant effort doing the Three Peaks Challenge, then uh, becoming Division B Indoor Champions as well. That's That's been quite a good weekend, all in. Brilliant weekend, yeah. Weekend. I, I know what Fraser said about um, the B League not being the best, but the, we challenged Scott oh, Griffiths' A team for a game. And that, if we beat them, all the money's got to charity as well. So so we we uh, we have uh, challenged Camadoc A team for a game. We will beat them as well. Okay. <laughs> well, so, When's that? We'll, well, we're going to organise a day. I see Peter Davis going to get us the slot, and we're going to go five a man on the money. Go then to charity then. Um, oh. We can we can send Fraser to Empire, I think. Yeah, it'd be good. And <laughs> we're confident. Me, Pete, and Luke, we're confident. Be them. <laughs> challenge laid down well listen Nick thank you funny. ever so much for joining us on Pure West Sport um, no tonight and also a massive well done on, on both elements but mm-hmm. that fundraising in particular w- was fantastic so a big well done from us all here thank you very much for being with us on the show it's really good to talk to you excellent achievement uh, we will take a moment and then we will finish off with a look back on the rugby and a bit more football as well and read out some of your messages as well before 9 o'clock right here on Pure West Sport join us every Monday evening on the weekly Pure West Sport Show with Pembrokeshire Properties. All the very latest sports news from around the county, as well as views, guests, and gossip from our award-winning panel. Join us every Monday between seven and nine PM. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by Pembrokeshire Properties.
properties. Buy or sell your next house with a truly local, fast-growing property agent. Pembrokeshire Properties. Welcome home. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Ah, enemy ahead. Fire. Where? I can't see them. Right there. Fire. Oh, man, you missed again. You need to get your eyes tested. Nah, mate. I ain't got the cash for that. You're in college. You can get an eye test for free. Really? From where? I'm with Mags Optics. They're in the Riverside Arcade in Halford West. Sick. I'll check it out. Eye tests are free for children under 16 and those aged 16 to 18 who are in full-time education. Glasses up to £85 are free for students aged 18 and under with an NHS voucher. Call Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of The Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. The way you looked when you said you were leaving The way you cried as you turned to walk away The cruel words and the false accusations The mean looks and the same old frustrations I never thought that we'd throw it all away But we threw it all away And I'm a little bit lost without you And I'm a bloody big mess inside I've been mad, I'm the kind of man that I'm not And though I'm down, I'll be coming back fighting I may be scared and a little bit frightened But I'll be back, I'll be coming back to life I'll be coming back to life And I'm a little bit lost without you And I'm a bloody big mess inside
at Scouting for Girls on Pure West Radio. It's Monday evening and it's Pure West Sport with Pembrokeshire Properties. Big thank you to uh, Nick Daly for coming on to tell us about that success in the indoor cricket, but of course the, the big task of doing the Three Peaks Challenge over the weekend. Uh, Gordon Fraser, either of you ever fancied doing that or have you ever done anything like that? At all, I've climbed Penny Van. Have good, yeah. yeah. I've done Penny yeah. Van, but I, I wouldn't want to do three mountains in one day. I know, I know. My son did the three peaks with um, Snowden, Ben Nevis, and uh, Scaffold Pike. He did that in twenty-four hours. Fair play yeah. to him. But no, yeah. one's enough for me. Yeah, what about you, Fraser? Is that anything that, that you fancy? You still got the scars from the uh, the Narbeth Nobler, haven't oh, yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> after that, I don't think it'd be possible. But no, no, I, out of those three marks, I'm one behind Gord, I'll be honest. I've never done any of them. But it would, no, be, me it would be a challenge I'd, I'd be interested in doing. It would have to be for a good cause. Yeah, I would say you would have yeah. to, instead of walk them, you would have to run them, Fred. <laughs> no, it can't be, yeah. be yeah. anywhere from Kilgetty. <laughs> you, you, you throw in the fact that obviously it's in the 24-hour period, so you've got the, the, the yeah. shock of starting something at two in the morning, yeah. um, and then you've just got to keep going. It, yeah. It's so hard mentally that. I Nick did mention he had a pint at the top. I, I'm quite interested yeah, I, in that. <laughs> I noticed your ears pricked up a bit there, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know there was a pub up there, did you? No, no. <laughs> that was good stuff. They, On they tap really it well. is as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, good stuff. Well, listen, um, there's plenty going on and plenty to, to finish the show uh, to talk about. So we'll get on to the rugby in just a sec. Friday night is a big night on the Pembrokeshire sporting calendar, though, isn't it? It's the uh, Sport Pembrokeshire Awards uh, for 2021 uh, back on because I'm right in saying last year, because of the, right. the pandemic, obviously they couldn't take place in person. So, uh, Fraser, it's, it's an important night on Friday at Folly Farm, isn't it? Yeah, significant. I think it, it, it will be reduced in terms of what the occasion usually is the rides beforehand the buffet and the getting together and that sort of thing for obvious reasons <coughs> but yeah it, it didn't happen last year and, and like everything else you wondered in what case you'd be able to come back in after covid but it is as close to normal as they can this year and, and it just be it, it, quite frankly it wasn't the same last year and there's no other way of putting that and i don't mean that as a disrespectful way to any of the winners but it was done virtually there was little sport played it yeah. wasn't really a true sense of, of achievement over the course of the year and this one is so it's important to have it back it's a good event, Gordon, isn't it? It's one I used to love covering um, just because it, it felt like the start of the festivities as well because it was not too far from Christmas. Always a nice atmosphere. Folly Farm's a great venue yeah, as well. I'd... And you get so many sporting people, different abilities, yeah. um, different sports in the yeah. same room, volunteers, coaches. It's always a great one, isn't it? It's fantastic. It's a celebration of uh, sports people in Pembrokeshire who don't really get the recognition they truly deserve. But that night is for them only. Uh, the problem was, Ben, when you were there, I couldn't get you off the fairground rides. That was the problem <laughs> why you, you know, you. <laughs> the dodgems at Folly Park. It was the dodgems, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, they're always great fun. Yeah, well, I had Jim Hughes chasing me around as well. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I hope that goes really well. I, I know, um, Fraser, you've, you've been involved with some of the judging, and, and it must be difficult choices, but all those winners but also the nominees have done amazingly haven't they that's what it's all about yes and that's what it's completely reliant on ben it is reliant on, on people nominations coming in and unfortunately there you know and gordon agree with me in this there are good people who perhaps miss out because they haven't been nominated yeah. And, yeah. And, but you know still you get a healthy amount in and, and like you say it is all about that it's all about nominating people and it is like you say a celebration of a lot coming together from different groups of sport really yeah, good stuff. OK, uh, let's talk about the Autumn Internationals then, because uh, it was an exciting Saturday, no doubt about it. And we'll start in 
in Cardiff. Uh, Wales 29, Australia 28. Reese Priestland keeping his call at the end to clinch that win. Uh, Gordon, vindication this for, for Wayne Pivak's selection policy through the autumn games? You know what I felt about it, mate. Exactly. He's done really well this autumn series. He's bled a lot of uh, young talent and they've stepped up to the plate. Uh, the only disappointing result was uh, the New Zealand one. South Africa, we ran them close. We beat Fiji and a last gas win against Australia. That's job done. But the rest of the, the, the nations also did well. And France had a, a fantastic win against the All Blacks on uh, Saturday evening as well. That, that's mm. not to be sniffed oh, at. Tremendous game. Mm. Yeah, and yes. England had a last gas win with a, a Marcus Smith penalty who looks quite the, the player to me, that number 10. He's a, a young talent mm. with a lot of prospects. Oh, it was an exciting Saturday, uh, Fraser. There's no doubt about it. What, what's your view on on where Wayne Pivak is now after these autumn games? Would you say vindication has has he managed them as well as Gordon um, would would suggest? I do agree with Gordon actually here. I think um, look, if you looked at Wales on field performances, they weren't perfect. Even on Saturday, they nearly blew a game. They really should have closed out a lot earlier than they did, and, and it wasn't pivoting against Fiji the week before. But I, I don't think that was the point of what he was trying to do here. And, and you know, people forget actually en route to the last. 2019 World Cup at the midway point in that cycle in 2017 we were in a lot worse state than this yeah, we were definitely. Fifth, fifth in the Six Nations we were pretty much whitewashed in the autumn yeah. and then of course we came back to actually win a Grand Slam before that World Cup but no I think obviously the first game was a write off in terms of the result but what he has done is he's built a squad and he's given fresh time to a lot of players it was always going to be a bit disjointed and and you know, he made some brave calls, but I think they came off. And I think there was two pleasing aspects for me. One was the fact that after what happened in France in that Grand in that Grand Slam game and what happened in South Africa earlier on in the final mm-hmm. few minutes, they got over the line in two tight games. They might have stumbled over the line against Australia and maybe a little bit against Fiji as well. But that is where we've come up stuck in major tournaments in the past is those final 10, 20 minutes. And we've been so many harrowing unlucky narrow defeats and you need to get into that winning habit so that was good to see and also on a, on a more personal note to see Alex Cuthbert and, and Reese Priestland both come back after so long in the in the wilderness and fairly pilloried by Welsh fans in the past you know such easy targets and to enjoy match winning moments I was delighted for them no no shortage of yeah. character to, to come back like that because for all we say Gordon about about blooding youngsters Fraser makes a great point there it was it was Reese Priestland mm-hmm. who, who starred at the end on Saturday doesn't, doesn't yeah, it yeah but you you have to have a I'm telling you this the balance of experience yeah. as well mm. he, he mm. had the foresight to bring guys who had a lot of experience and the youngsters feed off that as well and, and fair play to him he did that very well in this series I have to applaud him and also while we're on it the refereeing decisions went for Wales this time usually they go against us I didn't feel the Australian would have been, should have been sent off for that high tackle I thought they were both upright and it was a coming together but there we are it went our way against Fiji it was a different sending off the <laughs> forearm smash um, you know decisions went but we worked well as a team and as, as a unit and things went well overall okay, a couple of questions and we will touch on the local rugby because that's back this weekend mm. after the autumn games uh, I, I want to give Fraser his moment because I, I know Fraser I think you, you weren't particularly happy with the length of time uh, that the Wales game took to complete 
on Saturday. I think around did it hit the two hour mark? Oh yes, yes, we were over. I was um, I was at the like I said the Swansea dot com that uh, got back to my house at seven o'clock, expecting to get the last few minutes, and I think I got in the last half an hour by the, by the time I was home. But no, it's something that does have to be addressed. I get I get that they're putting a bigger emphasis on safety and disciplinary issues, and they're, they're bringing mm. the TMO more into it now. But I think we've got to go back to some element of allowing human error with with the referees because it is putting crowds off and it's getting too long you've got people especially youngsters sat there for over two hours you know i know somebody who a relative of mine who's quite elderly won't mind me saying that who's in the stands on saturday uh, and he said it just felt like such an hour long Mm. half it was very difficult to concentrate for that long especially in those freezing conditions i think Mm -hmm. we've got to find some kind of process of speeding it up now uh, of Mm. speeding up this communication between tmo and the referee and of perhaps not going quite so far back on decisions mm. if I'm honest TMO is always used as an example of a really great use of video referees and, and I'm comparing it to, to VAR in football um, what's the answer there then Gordon because is it better is it a better experience for the the, the supporters watching it at home because obviously we get to hear the, the engagement between the, the, the officials you can if you're mm. in the stadium but it's not quite the same H- how would you limit the, the TMO use because it's the, something that uh, does work the highlight is on the referee obviously he, he's not allowed to referee the game with his own um, you know his own foresight and vision he has to get the big decisions right. So that's why they keep going to the TMO all the time. I think they could cut out a lot of that by going, by talking to the officials on their mic without bringing in the TMO, having a quick chat. Do you think that was a forward pass or whatever mm. the situation is? I think they don't have to go to the TMO every time. Mm. I think they have to work at the three of them together, the two linesmen and the referee, and they have mm. to be smarter and more confident with their decisions. There will be human error. That's what happens in all sport. Yeah, and we have to have to adhere to that. Yeah. But in big occasions and big situations, that's why the TMO is called in. OK, um... Fraser and Gordon, let me just put you both on the spot because uh, the autumn games saw some good good results. Wales beating Australia, England 27, South Africa 26. Scotland beat Japan, Italy beat Uruguay, France beat the All Blacks. Who's going to win the Six Nations if you were making a prediction now? Really tough one, that. I said it last year and I was, I was narrowly wrong. France for me. I don't know what the games are. Uh, uh, Wales, are they got two home games this time or three away? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, Blues at home, away to England. And yeah, Ireland. and uh, Ireland will take some beating as well this season. They look really, really strong to mm. me. The, the, I'll, 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 I'll tip Ireland, but obviously I want Wales to win, but I'll tip Ireland as a bit okay, of fun. Well, I'll, I'd probably tip England at, at this stage. Well, I, that, that's a surprise to me. At this, at this stage, but I think I think Wales are going to be thereabouts if they continue the progress under Pivac. All right, we'll we'll return to that, no doubt, um, in in the in the weeks and months to Who come. Who are you tipping, Ben? I'll tip England at this stage. Okay. Yeah, a couple of brave shouts from the two of you as well. Uh, Fraser, local rugby returns yeah. um, this weekend, doesn't it? After the the autumn break, uh, anything to to keep an eye out for? Yeah, certainly we're, we're in league action now. Of course, a, a strange campaign away. They play mm. each other once. There's no promotion or relegation, but you know it, it is back. We've got you know plenty from Pembrokeshire point of view in Division One. Whitland now going to Aberystwyth without Mike Phillips and away from home this time to a different yeah. one there. Crimmick at home to Pembroke. 
Uh, big derby there, well, a yeah. very tough one for Pembroke that first up. And looking Division Two, really tough start for some teams. But the sort of games you need to win: Tenby going to Berryport, Milford Haven going to Lucha, Fishguard going to Nantgaredig as well. Mm. And then Division Three, one for Gord as well. Nayland at home to Halford West. Halford West, really, I thought the best team at that level locally in the plate in yeah, the competition. They, yeah, um, Nayland will be up for it, and good luck to them as well. Uh, I hope they've given them a good battle. But Halford West have played some nice uh, yeah. rugby this season, <coughs> to be fair. They've got a mix- mixture of some old heads with uh, some very talented youngsters. Uh, and Matthew uh, is doing a good job coaching there. This could be, one for an, could be one for another day, but it did always used to frustrate me that club rugby had to stop for the Autumn Internationals because, y- can you just imagine, you put the games on, it's a, it's a money raiser for some of these clubs. Have the games on in the clubhouse, play their game first, fill the bar... Everyone's a winner. The, d- the WRU are interested in making money for themselves, not for the grassroots <laughs> clubs. No, that's controversial, isn't it? That's the way to finish the show. I, I always thought that was a shame. <laughs> no, it, it uh, was maybe, very disruptive, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, we should also mention um, the Wales women as well. They were beaten by yeah. Canada yeah. Um, at, at the weekend. Um, Joe Price is going to be with us on the show uh, next Monday. So we'll, we'll pick up a lot about women's sport next week and, and looking forward to that because I know... Um, uh, Wales women are gradually improving in the rugby and certainly in the football as well. Uh, there's a crucial couple of games coming up for, for mm-hmm. the Welsh side, Fraser, isn't there? So uh, we we'll look forward to talking to Joe a bit. Yeah, and I said it yesterday on Twitter and stand by. It's the first Six Nations or Autumn campaign for a long time with Wales women in rugby where you can take genuine positives from it and talk about steps forward on and off the field as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, which is good news because I remember, you know, when we started this show last year, um, we, we were a bit concerned about the, the, the direction the Wales women's side were, were going in. Some questions were being asked about how seriously the WRU were taking that team. They're making progress at the moment, aren't they? There's still work to do. Nig- Central contracts oh, are a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Nigel Walker's come in and made a good early impression on that front. You're right, there's a lot. Of, there's a long way to go. And, and these contracts, I don't know, it's quite all everything meets the eye, but it is a step forward, you know, albeit a minor one. Yeah, OK. Uh, Joe will be with us next week, so looking forward to that. Uh, we should just finish off as well. You were at Swansea's game with Blackpool, uh, Fraser, a, a one-all draw. Uh, Blackpool, actually, this is a bit trivia for you, Blackpool's my hometown. I was born in Blackpool. Really? I don't have much of a northern twang, um, <laughs> but always keep an eye on them. But, Did you ever see a, a, Stanley Matthews play, Ben? <laughs> not that old, Gordon. Oh, sorry. <laughs> was that a good point for Swansea? Because Blackpool had a good start in the Championship. Uh, on the scheme, it was a fair point. Uh, Blackpool, very good side, worked hard off the ball. Swansea really never looked like breaking them down apart from the, the Joel Piro Thunderbolt from 35-30 yards actually but to concede the late equaliser 85-86 minute they were obviously disappointed then but Blackpool were very very much worthy of it uh, Russell Martin was linked with Rangers wasn't he ended up staying put um, and actually seems to be settling into life at the Liberty Absolutely, absolutely. You know, just came in at short notice, imposed his style, and you know, now begin to think if only we'd had a proper pre-season with him and a month before he'd come in. But um, but no, yeah, I think he'll, providing he's not picked from above, I think he'll be there to stay for a while. He, he's a fine individual. Actually. Yeah, I do like him. Well, listen, enjoy the Sport Pembroke Awards on Friday, oh, Fraser. Who knows, Gordon, who will be the Manchester United manager in a week's time Steve Bruce's red and white army you could be singing next month could well happen <laughs> I wonder if they'll appoint anyone before the show next week we, we shall see how that goes uh, and we will be back next Monday between 7 and 9 don't forget the first hour of the show uh, loads of great interviews in that hour every single week you'll be able to get that as a podcast if you head to the Pure West Radio website thank you chaps enjoyed your company uh, we will be back again next Monday with Pembrokeshire Properties uh, Ronnie J for a Monday evening she's on the way after the news at 9 o'clock
From St. David's to St. Florence for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure.